Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman. And um, if, you, if you're just now tuning in, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know that, about this, but we went live. We went live onto YouTube, and I'm posting right now uh, links on Parler and uh, Facebook just for, I don't know, S and G's, <laughs> a link to a, of our live video feed this week. Consider it my uh, Thanksgiving gift to you. So I just want to tell you, thank you for watching or listening to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman. So, did I do the did I do the warning all right? Am I kind of echoey? A little bit, but it's on purpose. Okay. Ek is running the sound. He's awesome. So let me post this to Parlor real quick. Post to Parlor. See, I'm still new to this app. I don't know if you're using Parlor yet, uh, but you probably should. It's so. Uh, I'm find a way to do this. There we go. Duh, it's a big button. It's a big. <laughs> you got to figure it out. So uh, yeah, this has been shock. This is Shock Monkey Radio, and so I want to. Uh, <clears throat> I want to remind you real quick, right off the bat, to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and uh, become a patron. I would really appreciate it. That would help me out a lot. And I'm going to go further into this subject here in a little bit. But um, I would really appreciate it. And so, uh, or you could just send me money through Cash App. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio. I'm done playing with my phone. You have my full attention now. Cash uh, tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. You can also go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. And uh, become a patron. I would appreciate it. You can also advertise on Patreon and uh, on the show uh, through Patreon. Uh, but to be honest with you, I think the nature of my content is going to change. Uh, and so I, I, w- I want you to know this uh, because I woke up this morning thinking I was done with Shock Monkey Radio. I, I, w- I woke up this morning thinking I'm done with Shock Monkey Radio. I'm moving on. I got to you know, get a real job. I got real issues. I got to disconnect the battery every time I start my, start at my car, uh, get out of my car. Because it's going to drain the battery. Because the electricians can't find what's wrong with it. And so, you know, I have real-world bills. I have real-world issues. I got things I need to take care of and so forth. And being solely a starving artist is, is getting pretty rough. It's not like I'm starving, obviously. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's getting pretty rough. But I woke up this morning thinking that I'm done with Shock Monkey Radio. And I, I figured I was just, I'm going to do it through the end of the year. And then I'm done. I'm done with Shock Monkey Radio. I'm done with FXBG Public Radio. I got to get a straight I got to get a job kind of mentality this morning and um uh, luckily i have a <laughs> a wonderful family and family of friends who you know all gave me their uh counsel on this issue over the last i don't know 48 hours since i posted in facebook saying that you know i'm, I'm done <laughs> and so i you know a lot of people have been saying saying things to me like um you know when you're hung you know it's it's good, it's good to have a porn job, all right? If you're hung, it's good to have a porn job, all right? I think this is the metaphor I'm going for, all right? If you're hung, it's okay to have a porn job. But even if you have a porn job, every now and then you think, there's, isn't there more to life than just being able to knock it out real good, real well? You probably say good if you're in porn. You probably don't bother learning how to speak English correctly. <laughs> I'm sorry, you porn actors out there. I'm not trying to offend you or anything like that, but you know. Boogie Nights, excellent movie. And so, um, so the metaphor is, is that, you know, um, I can't not do this. <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, I'm hung in this regard. I'm hung in the regard that, you know, um, I had a brief interaction with Jim Swanson over <laughs> Gretchen Mall. We'll come to that, come to Gretchen Mall later. And I was just thinking to myself, there is no way I cannot say something to this. I haven't lived like that ever in my entire life. All right. I was served in the Navy. And a lot of you know that. A lot of you know I served in the Navy. And I had a hell of a time, a hell of a time in the military because I'm a mouthy, snarky, I got to say something. It's like Gretchen Mall's hot. And I said, Have you seen her lately? I lost me in the Oh, no, right, there I am. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, where was I? Gretchen Mall. <laughs> I got Gretchen Mall on the brain. So, Gretchen Mall. <clears throat> Uh, he made this comment, and I just had to say something. And I'm just, I'm that kind of guy. I got to say something. 
if, if there's something that I've, you know, I feel like I have to say, even if it's as benign as talking about some actress that you probably don't even know of. All right. I'm not the kind of guy who can hold his tongue. And the idea of me going and in back into the, the straight laced, uh, uh, life work in society. I don't think I could ever live that way again, especially with the nature of my content that is available. It's, it's, uh, all the all these employers these days, especially in the fields and specialties that I'm trained in, which is computers and servers and emailing and thingies. See, I've even lost a lot of those skills. I even I'm pretty sure my clearance has lapsed right by now. And so, I mean, even if in any employer, you know, or that I could get a job at, it's going to probably be a part of the Department of Defense, and they already have all of my stuff at the NSA. I know I helped. I moved the tapes around, for God's sake. You know, I know that they have that information on me, no matter what happens from here on out. It's like the entire world has seen my content. They know where it is. It's, it's on the internet. And the internet is forever. But the good thing is that we keep adding to it. And so it's just a, this, it's like a big, horrible, <laughs> porn-filled library, you know? And the, so... When you think about it, like with the internet, what's going to happen with internet and data over time is that there's going to become a point where there's just so much data where it's unrealistically feasible to even search people's uh, 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 social media profile to see if they're a good candidate for the job. First of all, I think that's uh, uh, just like drug tests. I think that, you know, um, uh, looking at somebody's social media is illegal search. It's an illegal search. I think uh, a company should be uh, arrested if they do something like that, if they start looking into your social media profiles, if it has any bearing on your qualifications for a job. But the point is, is that we don't live in a world like that. We don't live in a world where my, where my idea of justice exists in the world. We don't live in that world, just as we don't live in the world where your idea of justice is enacted all over the world. We live, we live in a world where we all try to find justice in some way, okay? But the simple fact of the matter is, is that we don't live in that world, and so I, I, I would be hard-pressed to get a good-paying job in my previous field considering all of my content out here on the internet. Or was it my laptop that lost power? Okay. So I think that there's nothing I can do, and I'm kind of stuck in this position. I'm stuck being in the starving artist position, and, uh, and so i got to come out here and beg you for money every week. Every week i got to come out here and beg you for money. Use if you have Cash App, use use the hashtag Shockmonkey Radio. Go over to Patreon.com/slash/ShockmonkeyRadio. When EK and I started this, we uh, we were uh, listening to, at the time to a bunch of the McElroy brothers. I don't know if you know about uh, what's it, my brother, my brother, and me, huh? What happened? Did we stop the feed? The feed's still live. Oh, okay. 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 Well, EK is playing with the video feed. I have no idea what he's doing. So whatever he's doing, if he's drawing little penises on my face or something like that, I really have no control over it. The monitors he's looking at are facing the other way. So I have no idea. And for the whole time we've been doing this show, he could have been drawing stuff on my forehead. You know? I know he wasn't because he knows I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch the video again. And if I see any dicks drawn on my face, I'm going to know, you know I'm going to call you. I was just trying to add the cash up <laughs> EK's trying to help everybody. I lost all the software. And this is why I don't let him on my show anymore, because he derails my train of thought. <laughs> but here's the point. You know, I have an excellent family of friends and coworkers, you know, and they can see, they know the flaws in me. They know the flaws that I have and concerns when it comes to my problems with depression. You know, I am on medication for this stuff like that. All right. They know that when I get discouraged, it's, oh, it's, Oh, and when the madman gets discouraged, oh, the world's coming to an end. He puts on sackcloth and ash. And he's like, oh, woe is me. Because, you know, I'm a self-centered person, just like anyone else on earth. And everything that's happening to me is the worst thing that's ever happening. All right? So I woke up this morning thinking that, you know, this is going to be the end of Shock Monkey Radio. It was like, it was done. Just going to ride out 2020, and I got to move on. I got to move on to something else. Unfortunately, I don't think I can do that. However, however, that doesn't mean that things cannot be modified. Now, things can be modified in the sense that I could, um, <clears throat> I could uh, 
we could change the nature of the show. We could change the format of the show. We can reorganize our business in, in a way that's helpful to me. We could reorganize the show. We can reorganize what we, uh, uh, what we release to everybody and how we monetize. Like, for example, I may consider by the end of this year that all of our content is going to be live every week on YouTube. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to go to BitChute. Coincidentally, I went over to BitChute yesterday and started uploading a bunch of videos from, uh, that I had on my archive up over on BitChute. And over the, the, <laughs> over the course of the day, I tripled my subscribers. I had two and I went to six. I'm still counting as triple. All right. Still a brand new channel over on BitChute. Look for Shock Monkey Radio. And um, uh, BitChute is kind of, I think that's kind of the place for me because I, I, you, I notice the difference. I notice the difference in views for videos that I have on BitChute as opposed to the same video on YouTube. I know that content like mine is shadow banned on these Google platforms. I know that. It's like all these people that I watch on YouTube. I watch Liberal Hive Mind. I watch Ben Shapiro. You know, all of these people that I, uh, uh, Stephen Crowder, all these people that I watch on YouTube know that they are being shadow banned. Ben Shapiro's just lucky because he's got Fox News coming to him every week asking him his opinion. You know, plus he has a few more subscribers than I do. And I understand why. He makes a lot more sense and he doesn't get derailed as often. But then again, I bet he has better engineers. He's not in here. I could talk trash about him. <laughs> Darn it, he just walked in. <laughs> he walked in the middle of it. Now he's going to go draw a dick on my face. So the, the point is, is that, you know, I know that I'm being shadow banned on YouTube. And that's why I have to consider alternative, alternative media because of the nature of my content. And that's the way our society is going, where these tech companies like Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and so forth are, be are becoming the arbiters. Of, like they're censoring your information. They're censoring the information that is available to you. Now, I'm not saying that there should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not for censorship at all. Not for censor censorship at all. And um, people have told me it's like maybe you need to like promote on Reddit. And I'm um, look. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's like I never liked Reddit. I someone told me years ago check out Reddit. And I looked around. I. Made a made an account and everything, and tried to join discussions and stuff like that. And Reddit is is communist China, all right. It's like you can't you can't post in any subreddit. And it's like it doesn't say something like oh, uh, you know uh, your karma's not high enough. And it's like it's going to be it's got to be reviewed, and most often it's not going to be posted, especially when you consider the nature of my content. All right, I'm not trying to appeal to every single person in the world, even though I would like them all to listen to me, but I'm realistic. I know not everyone speaks English. All right. I also know that, you know, I could turn off a lot of the leftist people out there in the world. And I get that. I get that. I really do because I talk really bad about you, but I mean, that's not your fault. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, and that's why you're not, don't like this show because you're, you know, you're liberal. You're probably not smart enough to get a lot of what I'm saying. Eric, you cake, your cake. Clears his throat loudly. <laughs> and I, are you still, he's still having trouble drawing stuff on my face. The software is locked up and I can't uh, this. Okay. Okay. Well, we're having some trouble with the software. So is the upper right corner this one? Okay. Sorry about that. This is what happens when you have crappy engineers. All right. I should have got uh, that liberal cuck, Jamie. Yeah, if we had decent funding, if you send us some money, <laughs> we get some better computers so we don't get lockups and we don't get screw-ups like this. <laughs> Go over to... <laughs> I feel like such a dirty whore. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. Help us out here, huh? Look at this. Look at this. I would appreciate it. Anyway, I'm also, also, also on Cash App. Use cash tag shockmonkeyradio. I'm in a weird mood today. Okay, EK is going to continue taking up most, most of my show. What are you doing? Now at least the word's not on top of your head. Oh, it was on my head? Just I knew you were drawing on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little piece of it. See, you got to help us out. You got to donate us to us here. Because <laughs> I got to fire this guy. <laughs> I got to hire somebody who knows what he's doing. I'm kidding. 
And my point is, is that, you know, this morning I woke up thinking I was done with Shock Monkey Radio. I thought I was done with all this. And, you know, it turns out, number one, I can't. Number two is like, there are people who believe in me even when I stop believing in myself. And uh, thank you to all of you out there. You know who you are. Thank you for, uh, uh, I'm just, you know, that's a sign of a good friend, good family member. It's like they can kick you in the pants, but then build, build you back up, you know? They know, they know you well enough to ch- put you in check. And that's, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But that doesn't mean things are going to stay the same. Some things will, may change up here at Shock Monkey Radio. Some things we may not. Just want to put that out there. All right, let's go on to this next thing. <laughs> that was one little, it was five words. <laughs> the impending end of SMR. <laughs> okay, so, so they want to cancel Thanksgiving. And Christmas. They're not talking about Christmas yet, but they're going to want to cancel Christmas too. All right. And so uh, here's the thing uh, about Thanksgiving and the government. Fuck them. Fuck the government. All right. These people, these people are little tyrants. They're little tiny fascists. And there's so many of them walking around these days. There's so many of them walking around these days. There are those people who, are sh- who will yell at you for not wearing a mask. There's those, they are those people who, you know, they're little tyrants. Put on your mask. It's like, you finally think you have an opportunity to boss everybody around. And I'm sick of that. I am sick of that. I went through my entire life growing up as an adolescent, dealing with bullies, and I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I'm, all of my regrets growing up in like middle school and high school and all these bullies is all the bullies I never took down when I should have. That eats away at my psyche. You know what I mean? And I'm sick and tired of these bullies out here trying to tell us we cannot celebrate with our families for Thanksgiving or Christmas. They're telling us they have to, we have to wear masks at the table between bites. That's fucking insane. That's insane. But the good news is that I know you're not going to do that. I know you're going to meet up with your family. You know how I know this? Because all these people who are putting out these, rule, these rules for Thanksgiving, they're going and visiting their family. <laughs> six generations of their family in one house. They'll make these rules, but they're not going to abide by them either. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it's civil disobedience if we're all speeding. You know, if you, if you get on the highway and everyone's going 80 and the speed limit's 70, <laughs> can you arrest everybody? See, I don't know how that works <laughs> when it comes to the law. Like, for example, if a cop is like chasing two people and they're both speeding at the exact same speed, and he, but he can only pull over one car. How does he choose which car? I, I don't know. Whichever car has a minority in it. Asshole. Who, who thinks like that? You racists think like that, asshole. Shit, I thought of it. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about me. But they want to cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas. I know you're not going to let them. But hey. <clears throat> we can't let these bullies get their way. We can't let them get their way. All right. I was really hoping for a Trump victory. I really was. But it it may still come about, but I doubt it. All right. But I was hoping I was hoping because uh, I want the Republicans to do something about uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. I don't know if you are smart as me or know anything about this stuff, but this is the problem with places like YouTube and stuff like that. So I was hoping for more Republican, more of a Republican victory this election cycle so that something will be done about these tech giants and their censorship. I was hoping, but this is, this is you know, the censorship on, the, on, the, uh, on social media and on the internet is, is a problem. And now they're trying to boss us around, telling us what we should wear in public, how we should, you know, you, you have no right to not wear a mask in public. And you're wrong because you don't obey which is a bunch of nonsense because that's what they want. They want you to obey. They want to destroy the family. That's why they want to, they don't want you to have a family support network. They want you to depend on the government. All right. They don't, they want you to be, you, they want you to need the government and we don't need the government. Well, we need a little bit of government, a tiny bit. We don't, we certainly don't need as much as we got now, especially if they're out there telling us you have to wear a mask. You can't, you can't go, go to grandma's house. You can't go to your grandma's funeral, but you can go out there and protest in the streets, riot in the streets, 
I did that wrong. The protest should have been there. <laughs> Riots in the streets. <laughs> That's okay. But you can't go go and have Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, if you're if you if you're at risk, be careful. Absolutely. But you know what? That responsibility is on you. And that's the point. They're trying to rob us all of our agency, right? And that makes us dependent upon the government. And that makes the government get, take more and more power, more, take more and more of our liberties. All right? That's how it works. That's how they try to take us. We are independent human beings. We have our own agency. We control our own destiny. Do not give it over to these dipshits in Washington. Because they're all dipshits. From Trump to Nancy Pelosi, they're all dipshits. Anyway, this rant is getting long, and I still haven't even got close to the news. Not even got close to the news. Anyway, so I watched uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's uh, zero fucks given. And uh, he phoned it in. Sorry sorry to break it to you. Uh, Kevin Hart is, he's a funny man. He's a funny comedian. And uh, I know he's been in the trenches and all these movies playing uh, tiny black guy (laughs) in movies. Uh, I know he's been doing that for years. So he has every right to phone it in. And I'll tell you one thing. His his pad looks real nice. He has a nice pad. I would love to go through. (laughs) There's like a a bunch of famous people I'd love to. That's why I thought MTV Cribs was such a cool show. Because, yeah, I'd love to see (laughs) where you live. It's like, how do you, how do you decorate your house? And Kevin Hart, man, I dig, I dig your pad. And so, um, I also didn't like the fact that it was a small, small group of people in the audience and they're all wearing masks and Kevin's not wearing a mask. Uh, I, I really don't like it. Like I said before, I don't like all this pandering. I don't like all these stupid rules. You know, people want to go to comedy shows. People are social creatures. They want to press the flesh with each other. That's why these riots and protests were allowed to happen. Riots and protests. I, I did it wrong again. <laughs> anyway, so um, just do it, doing a quick overview. It's like Kevin Hart's a funny man. There are funny, funny moments in Zero Fucks Given. Um, but I think the entire show, is, the point of the show is that he has all the fucks to give. He, he's kind of, he's a little bit Hollywood. He's a little bit full of himself. And uh, it, it shows, it shows, but it's still kind of funny. But if I want to give a quick b- thumbnail of like, how good is it? I would say it's about eight of 13 stars. Um, but you know, he, I, re, I really don't think it's his best performance. I've seen, I've seen much better stuff from him. And, um, I think, yeah, I think he could, could have done better, but I'm not saying it's not entertaining. It is entertaining. It is funny. It's worth a watch. So that's why it's eight of 13 stars. Now we're going to talk about Gretchen Mole. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Gretchen Mall is, uh, watch any movie in the 1990s and the blonde girlfriend in the background, that's Gretchen Mall. Anyway, so uh, I watched this show called Night Flyers, all right? And so uh, when I was flipping through Netflix, I flipped through Netflix and I was like, oh, what's this show? Sci-fi show. Because, you know, I'm always, there's like three genres I look at and that's horror, sci-fi, and comedy. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I'm uh, uh, Night Flyers and I pull up, I read the little uh, blurb about, you know, summarizing it and, you know, spaceship going out in space and try to find alien life. And it's like, okay, uh, Star Trek ripoff. I get it. And I read, oh, George R.R. R. Martin based upon a novella by George R.R. R. Martin. I tend not to look at the actors or they're in it. I, I don't really care who's acting in it. It's just, I'll notice actors like, oh, and I did in this show. Now, um, of course, when I watch movies and stuff like that, I'm doing something else. I'm just writing or playing a video game or something like that. And so it's, it's kind of in the background. Um, but when this show night flyers, I watched the whole thing. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right, a, right up, right up front from the beginning. It's awful. It's really bad. And so, um, but I watched the whole thing. It was like uh, something disgusting you couldn't look away from. And so um, <clears throat> I, it had all this promise to it. It was like good sci-fi concept. You know, you got a, a based upon a novella by George R.R. R. Martin, who is also uh, EP on the project. Hey, look promising. And so I watched it in the beginning. You know, it starts out right off with the, the what's the, the last billing? <laughs> That's like the, one of the highest... Uh, when it comes to last billing is like the biggest name actor in, in the, or actress in the, uh, in, in the show or movie or whatever like that. And so, uh, 
Gretchen Maul's name. And I didn't know this until like the third episode. And so when I was the first episode uh, came, uh, was going on, I was looking at the screen. And I was seeing this girl on the screen. And I was like, who is this horrible looking Anne Hesh? <laughs> is that a low rent Anne Hesh? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so uh, I was like, like, who is that? And I was like, she looks familiar. Who is that? She looks familiar. I don't know. She. And all, I could kept, all that kept popping in my head was like, she looks like an ugly Anne Hesh. And so, <laughs> sorry, Gretchen Maul. But here's the thing. Uh, Gretchen Maul, she, she was hot stuff. Hot stuff back in the 90s. I mean, seriously, like a 9.6. Smoking hot in the 90s. Now I see her in this show. I finally figure out that's her. I've been watching this whole time. It's like, holy cow, the years have not been kind to Gretchen Maul. Now, Jim and I got into this argument, and it's like, no, she's still beautiful. It's like, no, man, you're thinking about her from 20 years ago. If you still think she's beautiful now, it's like, I'm sorry, she's like a 6.2 now. She's like a 6.2 now. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that, because most of the time, women, as they age, they become better and better looking, especially if they take care of themselves, like an actor, like actors do. All right, for the most part. You know, you don't say like John Candy, Jim Belushi took care of themselves so it's um women they age like wine and i didn't realize this until uh until i hit my 40s and i'm sort of realizes like you know uh they usually get better looking over time rarely rarely do you see somebody who goes from a 9.6 over 20 years goes to a 6.2 like gretchen mall has god i hope she never sees this <laughs> the point is is that you know uh wow what a, what a difference a few years makes, you know? And so uh, it used to be, I would think it was like, if I ran into Gretchen Maul, I would ask her to marry me on the spot. Now, if I ran into her, I'd be like, eh, eh. <laughs> and that's rare. Usually women get uh, more attractive as they get older, in my opinion. That's just me. That's just me. Anyway, um, I want to mention that uh, 29 years ago today, uh, uh, the 24th of November, 1991 is when Freddie Mercury died. Uh, I just want to, uh, and, uh, the day before, uh, 23rd of November, uh, 91, he announced to, to the press that he, he, yes, he has AIDS because there's all sorts of rumors, uh, swirling about, you know, of course it'd been like, uh, for years, you know, stories about him being gay and so forth. Uh, and then like, Towards towards the end, you know, a lot of people, uh, the band knew obviously. Uh, I think that during the recording of the last two albums, they uh, the band knew about Freddie's condition, but it, it was uh, the press was basically in the dark until this point. This is ninety one. It was a different time, you know. <laughs> they didn't have the internet back then, and so um, yeah, and so he died of HIV. He was uh, affected with HIV and had. AIDS, full-blown AIDS. And, uh, you know, I think it's sad. I think it's sad because uh, when it comes to uh, artists, there are very few people uh, in the world who can make music. All right? When you think about the, the, the average number of people, so take 10 random people that you know off of Facebook or something like that. How many, like if you have 10 random people off of Facebook, how many of them do you think play a musical instrument? You're talking about like two. All right? Of those two, how many of them are good? Uh, 0.3 of one, <laughs> perhaps. Because you're talking about like, um, there's lots and lots of people who know how to play musical instruments. There's very few people who are good, really good at it. All right. And when you're talking about a singer, songwriter like Freddie Mercury, when you're talking about somebody with that kind of talent who is kissed by God with this amazing ability, no matter how made his teeth look, <laughs> you know, you, four octaves that dude could cover. Four octaves that dude could cover. That's the point is that he is a man. You don't see a man with that kind of range. All right. You, see, you hear him singing those high notes and stuff like that. You're like, holy cow. Holy cow. You know, I just think it's a, you know, you got to take time to appreciate that kind of talent because, you know, there's only so much that can be learned. 
All right. The best instrument I am, I am at the, the best instrument I could play is the drums. Okay. And even then I can't do a drum roll. All right. There's only so much I can learn. And then there's a, there's a part of it. That's an innate ability. For example, I don't have a uh, very good hearing. I, uh, and that has like <laughs> hurt me in my career in quote unquote music. You know, when I was in band, you know, I couldn't tell pitch. I have a hard time telling pitch. I had a bunch of uh, ear infections when I was a kid. And so my hearing is uh, somewhat damaged. And so, uh, I couldn't tell if my trumpet was out of tune. You know, I had a hell of a time tuning my drums, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, God bless smartphones and you know the auto the tuners you can get download the tuner apps you can get because now i can tune my ukulele and a guitar because <laughs> back when i had the just a pitch pipe when i first started messing around with a guitar with a pitch pipe it took me forever to tune a guitar and so it's a shame that freddie mercury died you know i know it was a long time ago but i mean when it comes to artists in the world is like listen not to say anything bad about Sean Connery, even though I heard he was a dick. All right. When somebody like Sean Connery dies, you're like, oh, damn, you know, Bond. Yeah. You know, Home for Red October. Absolutely. You could say that was a good actor that entertained me. But I don't think I've ever seen an actor that has made me go, damn, the way Freddie Mercury's voice makes you go, damn. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? It's like, there's very few moments in film, uh, where uh, you, you see an actor do something, and you're like, damn, that's, an, that's really good acting. And the first things that pop into my mind are Ed Harris. Actually, the most recent, the Ed Harris, is, for example, is an excellent actor, especially when speaking. Um, I think he's uh, underrated when it comes to good actors. And so, um, Ed Harris. Uh, but recently, recently I was watching Stranger Things again. I don't know if you've seen Re Stranger Things. But uh, the actor who plays Billy... I was impressed with his performance. He turned it in a hell of a performance as uh, when he got uh, his mind taken over by the mind flare or whatever like that. Uh, whew, where where you, like uh, your uh, uh, L was like uh, churning through his memories and stuff like that, and he has this conversation where he confronts her. It's like we know where you, we know where we can see you. We can we know where you are now. And that scene where he as, as he's what he's saying, and then that single tear drops is like like damn, that's an impressive acting ability. However, his acting ability or Ed Harris's acting ability is nowhere near the impressed I am when it comes to somebody like Freddie Mercury. Rest in peace, Freddie. Thank you for all that you've created. All right, one more thing before we go through the news worth knowing pretty quickly, pretty quickly, is I was uh, thinking about the never-ending story the other day. Like I said, I was watching Stranger Things, and uh, as you know, there's a scene with Dusty Bun, and Dusty Bun has to sing the theme song to his girlfriend, Susie, Susie Poo. <laughs> it's cute as hell, and we all love it. Don't be ashamed of it. And so turn around. You know what I mean. And so I was thinking about the never-ending story. I think, I, I don't know, it just popped in my brain because I heard the song. And I was thinking about when Bastian came in and he stole the book from the guy at the store. I was wondering what point in the story that guy was at uh, when Bastian took the book. Do you think that he um he was a he just lost a tray? Do you think like the the old man? <laughs> well, no, what was the horse's name? Uh, the Artax or something like that. The horse. <laughs> Do you think that right before Bastian uh, bust in there, you know, you hear the ching ching, the bell chimes, and he goes and hides from the bullies and the guys in the back. <laughs> Got to wipe his face. <laughs> I always wondered. I always wondered if that's if that's what it was. I also wonder is like what his experience in the book was. The old man was he an old man in the book or was he like a boy in the book? I don't know. How was his book reading experience? What if you're a woman and you read the Neverending Story? Does it does the story change? <laughs> I would assume so. If it's never ending, I'd imagine it have to change to be never ending. And think about all those the craziness of <laughs> those eighties movies. When you're talking about like the, the Southern Oracle and the, the first gate to the Southern Oracle, you're talking about, you have boobies in a kid's movie. <laughs> those Sphinx ladies, they, they're not wearing bras, bro. <laughs> and it occurred to me, I was like, as I was thinking about this, it's like, dude, they got away with putting tits in a kid's movie. 
You, I mean, and everyone's just so distracted because you got the the weird looking goblin guy riding a bat. You know, you got the rock biter. You know, you got the the weird scientist. You got a fucking dog dragon, right? You got a dog dragon, and nobody noticed the tits. They slipped in a, two pairs: the Southern Oracle in the first gate. That's actually that's four pairs of tits. That's eight tits into a kids movie. I can't believe I recommended it to my niece. The um, Here's the thing about The NeverEnding Story. This is what I love about The NeverEnding Story. Because assuming that everybody picks up the book, they get the same story to some degree, only theirs is different in the sense that, you know, they are who they are in the story, and the name they give the Empress is up to them. I appreciate that. I totally get that. But the good news is is that the never-ending story is forever killing horses. And that fills me up with so much joy because you know I love horses. I love to kill them. I hate horses with such a passion, and the idea that that book is constantly killing horses and making little kids cry is hilarious. You shouldn't care for that horse, kid. You shouldn't care about that horse. That's an evil fucking horse. Let it drown in the swamp of sadness. Fuck that horse. Atreyu's better off. Anyway, it's time to go in the news worth knowing. <laughs> Little fascists running around everywhere, I'm telling you. New York Governor Murphy speaks out after restaurant showdown over masks, coronavirus restrictions. Uh, New Jersey Governor uh, Phil Murphy is speaking out after he and his family were confronted by a group of people while eating dinner at a restaurant in his state. A video shared on social media shows. Murphy on Tuesday told CBS, uh, told CBS this morning, just days after Heckler shouted expletives at him and his family during dinner, that he understands that people are experiencing, quote, exceptionally high levels of stress. Quote, there's no reason that we should have a, uh, there's no reason we should have to be having a political discussion about whether or not you're wearing a mask. We are dining outdoors in the middle of, in, in the middle, in the middle of our meal. Uh, he told the morning show's co-host, co Gail King. Murphy added that he and his wife have thick skin and could take it, but added, I prefer folks to be more civil and leave our kids out of this. <laughs> I like this guy. Uh, just, just his response is, I don't know, it's uh, respectable. It's, it's something I would say if I had, um, what's that thing called? Uh, restraint. The, uh, the Democratic governor was seen on video sitting with his wife, Tammy, their three sons and their daughter, and at least two women approached and confronted them. If It's always women. It's always women. They're, they think they have a little bit of power. It's like they're not wearing a mask. I have power now. I can tell them. I can tell the dictate how they do things because they are wrong because they're not wearing a mask. Power fascist. Little tiny fascists everywhere. Anyway. Uh, according to the video of the encounter, uh, Murphy and his family, who are not wearing masks at the time, were not only seated, but eating at the time of the confrontation. He told reporters on Monday that he and his family were dining outdoors in Red Bank, New Jersey during, a during the Saturday night incident. Quote, oh my God, Murphy, you're such a dick. <laughs> I didn't see the video or anything like that, but that, that's, that quote, that's what it sounds like in my head. Oh my God, Murphy, you're such a dick, one woman reportedly tells him. Tammy Murphy then whispers something in her husband's ear as another woman cuts in. Honey, don't, honey, don't kill these people. <laughs> Quote, you having fun with your family in the meantime, having all other kind of bullshit going on, the woman says. Jeez Louise, why don't people mind their fucking business anymore? Sorry. <laughs> when one of the governor's sons asked uh, ask the woman if she's drunk, she denies it. <laughs> when he asks her if, if, um, if she can wear a mask, she responds, you can go fuck yourself. How's that? Lovely. Sounds like a real peach, this lady. Quote, you know why I don't need a mask? The woman continues, because there ain't, there ain't nothing fucking wrong with me. Real sugar and spice and everything nice on this one. As the conversation continues, Murphy places his mask over his face, and his wife appears to begin recording the group. <laughs> Everyone's doing this now. Uh, when asked about the hecklers on Monday, Murphy said nothing had happened to prompt the two women to approach him. And the pair left after a third person from their group pushed them away. Uh, 
quote, I'm a big boy, I have thick skin, it doesn't impact me at all, and I think I could say the same thing for my wife, he said during an unrelated press conference. I would say this, though, our kids are not part of that, and I don't even know who these people were, by the way. Uh, Murphy has faced backlash recently over stringent, uh, over a stringent novel coronavirus-related restrictions and limitations as the holidays approach. Just last week, town, council, town of Howell Police Chief uh, Andrew Kudrick said his department will not accept or respond to any report of a facial, ma- facial covering or mask, social distancing, or indoor-outdoor gathering complaint. God bless you, sir. Quote, by no means is this in defiance of the governor's orders, as do I believe we all have to do our part to end this pandemic, Kudrick wrote. However, we the, we the police will not be used to carry out orders I feel are detrimental to our relationship with our community or will put officers in a no-wins predicament such as being called for a social distancing or mask complaint. Although justified in our enforcement, the perception will be the opposite and the majority support will be lacking. Kudrick said the police department would only consider a response from receiving reports of packed house parties. Well, they would do that anyway, right? There's a big party going on that's making a lot of noise or something. The cops are going to show up, right? You've been to a party before, house party before, right? You've seen the movie House Party before, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, Quote, our community is uh, hurting, he said. I live here. I grew up here. I shop here. I I go out to dinner here. I, and I talk one-on-one with our business owners, and I see how much they're hurting. So as a police chief in charge of the 100-plus police officers, I felt it is incumbent upon me to let them know and let my community know that we're not going to enforce some of these executive orders, which I feel are basically draconian. That's right, sir. Earlier this month, California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom came under fire when he was seen it out of the mask. Blah, blah, blah. You, they're getting spotted all over the place doing this. All right? They make these rules like... You gotta, you gotta take a bite at Thanksgiving dinner, pull the mask up over your face, chew it and swallow, and then cut up your meat. Add, add the mashed potatoes, a little bit of stuffing. Make sure you get dipping the gravy a bit. Then pull your mask down, take a quick bite, and shove the mask up again. Chew that bite. This is what they're telling us to do. But at the same time, they're going out and them out, out, out without masks. They're going to be visiting with their families. They're over over the holidays, just as you are. I know it. It's because you know it, and I know it. It's like this whole COVID thing is bullshit. It's a bunch of people trying to take control of our lives. Okay? I know it's bullshit. He knows it's bullshit, and he's a Democrat. They just feel like they have to make these orders. They feel like they have to do it for public safety. They're, they're afraid that they're going to get blamed for deaths. It's like, well, why didn't you put, put a mask mandate? You know, the whole world is seeing a resurgence. The whole, whole world is seeing a resurgence in this thing. It's not like it, it, we've been on lockdown. People have been wearing masks, and you're still seeing an uptick. I thought we were doing everything right. What the hell? It's all a bunch of BS. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit worse than the flu. Okay, grow up. Living life is more important than you know your fear, your irrational fear of some imaginary bug infecting you. Especially when it's making people so crazy that they're going to confront people in a restaurant, tell them they need to wear a mask or something. That's insane. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. Trump downplays GSA move to ascertain Biden as apparent winner. <laughs> oh, GSA. Uh, President Trump took to Twitter late Monday to respond to those to see the uh, respond to those who see the General Services Administration's decision to make federal resources available to Joe Biden's transition team as a sign that his legal challenge is losing steam. The GSA ascertained that Biden, the president-elect, is the apparent winner of the election earlier this month. Trump indicated in an earlier tweet that he directed his team to cooperate on the transition, but vowed to keep up the fight and followed up with another late-night tweet. What does GSA being allowed to preliminary work with Dems have to do with continuing to pursue our various cases on what will go down as the most corrupt election in American political history? Trump tweeted, We are moving full speed ahead. We will never concede to fake ballots and dominion. It's a shame. You know, I got pretty good at the Trump <laughs> over the years. Uh, Trump's tweet came shortly after uh, officials in Michigan voted to certify the election, and Pennsylvania seemed to be inching closer to certifying a Biden victory. Dominion voting systems has faced scrutiny and unproven claims that it's, 
about its ability to rig an election. Michael Steele, a spokesman for the company, told Fox News, it is physically impossible to switch votes. Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> John James, a Republican who lost uh, in his race for the Senate in his state, has also refused to concede after losing nearly 95,000 votes. All right, we're running over, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ballpark this, give you an overview. So basically, the Trump says, uh, the General Services Administration, they say they're going to start working on the transition. And even though Trump is fighting this in court, it's like, this should be done. I'm sorry. It's just like when, um, once Biden won the, the prime Democratic primary and became the Democratic Party's uh, nominee to run against Trump, Secret Service was on him at that time. That's when the Secret Service goes in. It's like they go to the uh, DNC. They, they, they have a team there ready to move in and like whoever wins and they start putting Secret Service on them because that's potentially the president of the United States. And that's just, that's, uh, that's just how, it, how, it, how it is. And when it comes to the transition of power, as long as this is still undetermined, Trump, you know, you should probably start working on that just in case you're wrong. All right. Yeah, I hope you win. I hope you come through. I hope these courts come through for you. I hope these cases, you know, come through for you. But at the same time, we have to prepare for the peaceful transition of power. We have to show these idiot liberals that we play by the rules. Even if you are an arrogant D-bag. All right, let's do a quick run through these stories. I've been ranting way too much in this show. We, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I cheated you on the news worth knowing. Uh, so Medicaid can be cut from uh, Planned Parenthood in Texas, Louisiana, a uh, Fifth Circuit Court rules. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, these states, this is what I love about our republic, a republic, is that Texas can have different rules than Louisiana, and Louisiana and Texas can have different rules than Virginia. I like that idea. And so it's not like they're saying, it's like, no, you can't get an abortion anymore. What they're saying is that Medicaid is going to stop fucking paying for it which is a good thing in my mind. I don't want any of my tax dollars going to kill your babies. It's so funny. It's called Planned Parenthood. Aren't you, if you're going there, it's usually because you failed to plan. I got to do a quick overview of these news stories. I am sorry. I ate up too much time ranting. All right, so uh, (laughs) you got to go check out this video. Um, New York business owners demand a warrant when health inspector barges in inside uh, barges inside over uh, Cuomo COVID restriction. I'm just going to read lead paragraphs now. A group of New York business owners on Friday could be seen having a tense confrontation with sheriff's deputies and a county health inspector over Governor Andrew Cuomo's coronavirus restrictions in a viral video that has made its, made its rounds online over the weekend. This is what I'm talking about. Go look for this video. Go watch what these people do because this is exactly how it should be done. All right? You have a right to to your uh, protest and your civil disobedience, but as long as you do it kindly, not using violence, not using profanity, you say, hey, I know my rights. Absolutely. You have to have a warrant to come in here. This is private property. You need to have a warrant to come in here. Tell us to do anything. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to civil disobedience coming in this hol- hol- holiday season. Holla, holla, holly jolly holiday season. <laughs> you know, uh, these people, a lot of these cops, especially here in Virginia, thank God, are not going to be enforcing these insane rules. Or they're not going to be going to people's houses door to door to check to see if people are obeying the stupid fucking rules. These little fascists we got in, you know, in Richmond or your state capital or, or in Washington, D.C. Okay. We're all we all still still retain our agency. And I'm sure there's a shitload of cops that don't feel like getting shot on Thanksgiving. All right? Because if you start busting into people's homes trying to tell them how they're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, you might get a couple cops shot by trying to do that shit. All right, let's go over to this uh, last two news stories. I usually try to <laughs> stay positive here in the last bits. Um, what the hell is this thing? Mysterious monolith found in a remote part of Utah fuels speculation on how it got there. All right, lead paragraphs only. Uh, I'm going to two paragraphs. A mysterious monolith, which is believed to be some kind of metal, was discovered in a remote part of Utah on Wednesday, fueling speculation on what the object was or how it got there, according to reports. The structure, estimated at between 10 and 12 feet high, was found by state wildlife employees counting sheep from a helicopter. It, it's, uh, it's been given like, uh, it's, 
it's been likened to 2001 Space Odyssey, the obelisk. And uh, that's exactly why I think it's a very elaborate prank. I want to know who did this. They put this big metal obelisk basically in the middle of nowhere in Utah. And people are finding it now. And I'm just like, dude, who's the prankster who did it? It's like the first guy who made a crop circle. You know, it's like, dude, that's so awesome. Because people are like, what the hell does it mean? And so like people, uh, there's a couple of quotes I want to get down here. People are, uh, this one guy said, uh, uh, one user uh, commented on it. It's like, it's the on off button for the planet. <laughs> Press it down then. Uh, it's, and I love pranks like this because it's a piece of art. I think that that's art. That's kind of, that's like Banksy level stuff. If you ask me, if you, if you could put an obelisk in, in the middle of Utah somewhere just to make people scratch their heads and go, what the hell is this thing? You know, it's kind of like if you're an archaeologist or something like that, don't you get tempted to just like rub a watch in dirt and throw it in? <laughs> see, see how people react? Come on now. <laughs> what is a modern watch doing here at the ruins of Pompeii? <laughs> no way there's anything foul going on here. People are silly creatures and they do silly things like that. I think that's hilarious. Go check it out. Last story. Professor offers cook offers to cook Thanksgiving meal for students alone on the holiday. The tweet currently has more than 900,000 likes and 78,000 retweets. A college professor in Iowa went viral online after she offered the Thanksgiving meals to any kids who can't go home for the holidays because of the coronavirus pandemic. The email uh, offer to make a few extra Thanksgiving meals would probably have been greeted by an, oh, that's nice, fleeting through... Uh, Fleeting through last year, Liz Pierce, a communications professor at the University of Iowa, told Fox News, this year, I think we've socially distanced, we've psychologically distanced, and that's why my email went viral. Instead of a simple gesture of a meal, it was seen as a moment connection with our current disconnected world. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. I wish I could go into further detail on all these stories, but, you know, I'm ranty today. I'm ranty today. I'm sorry. But this is the point, is that, you know... We are Americans, and we celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate it with our families. We celebrate it with our friends. All right, it's the same thing with Christmas. And at the end of the day, we're all a family. America is a family. All right. If you if if you know a pair of brothers, if you've ever met a pair of brothers, you know that they fight, they argue, okay, but they make up. That's the family of the United States. We have. Dick, a couple of dickhead uncles that are constantly fighting every year at Thanksgiving. That's just how it is. They're always arguing in the kitchen over politics, all right, especially especially at election year. And so this is the family of America. And, the fa- and, and you know what? I'll cook turkey for my family because you're my family. Because anyone who listens to Shock Monkey Radio is my family. And that's why I need to borrow some money from my family. Go check, check me out on patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. I could really use some cash. I, l- I would love you forever. And if you want me to like say anything or say a thank you note, anything, just send me a line. Email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Uh, I would like that as well. Uh, you can ask me questions, and I'm, maybe I'll read them on the air. And so uh, also, if you have Cash App, you can send me money through Cash App using cash tag ShockMonkeyRadio. That's all one word, ShockMonkeyRadio. That's patreon.com slash ShockMonkeyRadio. You're all my family. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I look forward to talking to you next week, and hopefully I'll be bitching about something else. But otherwise, this has been ShockMonkeyRadio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.